Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. David Trott is someone who came to Taiwan because of his daughter. He met his Taiwanese wife in the States, and they have one daughter together. When she turned five, David figured that if there's anywhere where his daughter can learn and keep the Chinese language, it would have to be Taiwan. And so he's been here in Taiwan ever since. Retired, David loves fishing, and we talked about his interest in designing fishing lures last week. Today, we're going to talk about another interest of his that he found in Taiwan. Let's talk about this other creative part of yours, and that is something about sewage covers. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. What's the deal with that? I mean, okay. Earlier on, David showed me this scroll, mm-hmm. like a Chinese scroll, scroll, and it's got this um a beautiful. Actually, this is one of the designs that you see everywhere. Yeah. So when David unscrolled the scroll, I immediately recognized that you know that sewage cover. It's a it's a very nice one with um like a little girl kind of like on a bicycle, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. two I think two and a boy behind and her. a boy behind her and you know just uh, biking along. And but it, it it sounds very common, but it sounds like nothing. But it's really a very common you know sewage cover uh, that you can find all over Taipei. Mm-hmm. And then there are some Chinese writings underneath it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, David has this um, design inspired some poetic mm-hmm. thinking, and so then he got someone to use Chinese calligraphy and wrote some transcriptures under the thing. It's a nice, beautiful, long Chinese scroll, which he has some business idea to go with that. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. How did that happen? <laughs> Again, I, I it's just my natural way of being, uh, and this is honest from my childhood. I I think derived from my mother because my mother. Was uh, grew up in a very dirt poor mountain community. In fact, where she grew up, she didn't even have a. F- she had dirt on for her floor, mm-hmm. and then for they had no windows. They used brown butcher paper to nail to the windows and cover with bare fat to keep the uh-huh. uh, to keep the heat out. Yeah. Very very poor, but she used to always draw, and there was a, a Baptist missionary couple that uh, was working in the mountains, and they offered to my grandparents to take my mother to Washington, D.C., and enroll her in an art school. Mm. And they did that. They paid for everything. So my my mother's eye is I inherited that. You definitely did. And my father's intellect, I got that. So when we grew up as kids, as, as early as I can remember, we always made our own Christmas decorations. Okay. We always painted our own uh, murals on our own bedroom walls. And uh, my uh, older sister, who's passed away, six years older than me, she especially got this artistic uh, uh, interest. You know, you know, some kids grow up with their parents play a musical instrument, and yes. they learn their musical instrument. Right. So this came through my mother, and so I would spend probably two or three hours a day drawing before I ever read. Oh, and that's okay. the truth. So yeah. I have this eye, and uh, when I go out, I see things that that are to me are beautiful, and that there, there's a creative eye that went into placing that tree there. You've seen bonsai trees. It's art, yeah. art. And so in Taiwan, different than in the States, um, what I noticed was that the sewer covers, the manhole covers, not always, uh, and, and uh, but oftentimes in the uh, in, in townships, little villages, and, and even citywide, they have a story that someone has taken the time to think about the community 
What is the most notable thing about this particular this particular community, the Guangfu Bridge, the bicycle pass along the rivers, the boy and the girl, they look like brother and sister, smiling, mm-hmm. laughing, having a wonderful time mm-hmm. with dragonflies in the background uh-huh. and a beautiful yeah. day. And what a, I mean, goosebumps thinking about it. It's just a beautiful story on a manhole cover, yeah. a piece of metal on the ground. Uh-huh. And then go to uh, other places, Dashi, Sanshi, uh, and they go Tainan, Taichung, and you look around, and some communities have that. Mm-hmm. And that means some someone with that eye mm-hmm. thought, well, let me, let's me let just take something that's ordinary and give it some beauty. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's a wonderful, beautiful thing, the, the, the sewer cover, but I think it's even more beautiful than the way it looks to the ordinary eye because when you look at it, from when you're walking along, most people don't even look at it. To be honest with you, I do. Oh, you do good. You know, that's have, great. Yeah, I have this funny habit. I, uh, I, I guess I have this compulsive disorder that is I like cleanliness. Okay. I don't like stepping on dog poop. Well, so <laughs> I'm low down. I don't either. <laughs> well, okay. I, most of the time, I look down when I walk on the streets, uh-huh. any streets, oh, yeah. any pavements. Yeah. So I, I notice these sewage covers all the time. And I used to take pictures of them. If oh, I find, really? you know, like a, an unusual one, a mm-hmm. nice, beautiful mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah. I have a collection I, I, of photos, too. <laughs> so, hey, there's something coming. There you go. That's great. Go. And it, well, we'll just go with that. Take the photo. It captures the eye for, for people like us who have, you see that aesthetic, that beauty there. And uh, I think, I don't recall who it was. It was maybe my PhD director who once said, everything you're looking at is a gift. Someone created that doorknob. Someone imagined what it could be and created that. So even even the microphones are talking to our gift from someone in their with their create creative impulse and imagination to make something better than what it was before. So look at everything in life as a gift. So when I look at the manhole covers, I think I if I if I can only be in the 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 head of the person who imagined that, how cool that would be. But I can't. But there it is. You can't. I, I was going to say, approach the government, say they give me this job. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that would be very interesting, right? So, looking at the the, the manhole, the, uh, the sewer covers, um, they are a, a relief. It's raised, mm-hmm. uh, but it's gray on gray. Mm-hmm. So you look down at it, you see, and particularly if it's only if it's wet, can you, and it's all filled, can you see the relief stand out really well? Mm-hmm. So the background, the foreground are, are not contrasted. So they really is not, I think it's, you can appreciate it even more if you could see that design in another medium. Sure. So the photograph, I take photographs too, just to remind me where these are, because I can go back someday and do yeah. them. But I thought with traditional Chinese paintings, they have three basic colors, the, the white mm-hmm. and the black and a little bit of red. red. And that I heard before that uh, before a, a, a traditional Chinese artist would start to draw, he or she would just imagine for hours the layout of their of their uh, of their ox or their horse or whatever it is on the canvas. The canvas sort of speaks to them. So I thought that medium on paper, the contrast with the white background, which will be the the, the base space, and then whatever the relief is coming up from the manhole cover, would be beautiful. And I thought, well, maybe I could just put an ink roll over top of them, play in my head with that idea. That wouldn't work. Uh, number one, I think it wouldn't be very environmental <laughs> to be putting ink in the street. Right. <laughs> number and number two, when you pull up an image like that, because I've I've done block printing, everything on the on the sewer cover is backwards. 
Uh, right? It's backwards, yeah. like a reverse negative. Right. So that wouldn't do it. That so, wouldn't do it. Okay. And then I thought, well, how how in the world I walk around and I see these 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 ink things that are rubbed of of the ancient Chinese writing, like of the calligraphy. Oh, well, they do it in a special way. They put rice paper on the uh, on that image, mm-hmm. you know, and then they they somehow kind of get it to stick, and then they take an ink dabber and they yeah. put the ink, and, and then when they take it off, it what it's what they see is exactly what it's shown. Okay. So I investigated, taught myself by watching almost thirty videos. Good for you. In detail, how yeah. to do that, and then I I found one behind my a friend of mine's. Uh, little coffee shop where no one's actually there. There are thousands of these in these little walk through between oh, buildings oh. that are covered with trash. And I just oh. alleys full of trash. So I dug around. I found one, and, and so I, I used that one. And I did you that. Found what? A, a manhole cover. Oh. It was there, but no one, no one, nobody had walked in that spot for probably twenty years. Right. To be honest. Oh. And so I have a back problem. So I lifted it and put it on a, on a surface, and I do it and I put it back. And so I taught myself. <laughs> Many, many, many mistakes um, with the ink. But again, in my retirement, I want to, I want to challenge, a creative challenge. I, in a way, I'm living now the sort of passion that I would have loved to have had as a livelihood when I was a child, to have a, a career doing something creative instead of having a, a secure, because artists is very difficult to make a living very, very difficult. So yeah, I made, you tell me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know if I, I swerved off the topic there, but that's how I became interested. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'm speaking with David Trott, the founder of Dapu Fishing Lures Limited. The next thing you're going to have to challenge yourself is to learn calligraphy. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. I learned it. I didn't know before calligraphy. And I would ask some friends, could you try that? And and honestly, they can write, of course, Chinese characters, Taiwanese. But it's not pretty. And then I learned there are like five basic oh, styles of calligraphy. I had no idea. Tons, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a slow a cursive, a cursive. fast cursive, a medium uh-huh. speed cursive, a block. I didn't know any of that. Um, so I, I see the calligrapher as quite artistic, incredibly artistic. And you know, there's lots of competitions and it's amazing. Well, you know, when I went to school in Tokyo, basically people who don't understand the Chinese language, they say, how do you draw those Chinese characters? Oh, right. right. right? Mm-hmm. So if you just think of it as art, it's like drawing. You can't do it. You don't have to really learn the whole Chinese language first before you start doing calligraphy. Right. Right? You agree with me, David? I agree with you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, David, you've been in this um, in Taiwan for 12 years? 12 years. Right. And and you said that you haven't quite mastered the Chinese language oh, yet. Gosh, but that's no. okay. You don't have to. You know? I and mean, this is you love art so much. I mean, it's just amazing. Your life is very colorful, you know, from what you were doing before retirement and what you're doing now. And it seems like you have endless ideas about creativity. Uh-huh. And it's just amazing. I know that I'm going to be having you come in another time, sometime down the road, mm-hmm. and talk about other things that you're that is actually I your interest. To. But yeah, what's your next step with that though? The manhole on Chinese scrolls and 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 the calligraphy. I mean, is that going to be business I, I, I want, too? You want well, to do that, I, I, right? Well, the business is Along not what's, the, flow. the business is not what's driving me. What's driving me is I that I okay. is I want a, a memory of the beauty. Beauty and the business thing is. Is just maybe it ha- maybe it happens maybe, maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't, okay. maybe it doesn't. Okay. but it's a funny thing we were talking about uh, 
I'm bilingual in Spanish, but Chinese is a very difficult language. Mm. But my mail ticket, my reason for being here is teaching English. So, and but Taiwan is almost like bilingual in the big cities. Yeah, it's but really some amazing. people do complain about the fact yeah. that there's not enough English signs, English instructions, English this and that. So, which yeah, yeah. we can do better. But my friends would say uh, when I was in Kaohsiung, I, I had a a. a a four-wheel Korean jeep and, and spent many, many weekends deep in the mountains of the Rukai, Lukai, Paiwan, Bunun tribes. Yes, all the indigenous and, tribes. And they would say yes. about me, David doesn't need to speak Chinese. He'll just draw a picture. <laughs> <laughs> and they always happy. I said, oh, I need this. You have, where can we find one of these? Oh, okay. Yeah. It works yeah. quite well. I like it. I know. Where do you want to go from here? I mean, I mean you've actually told me about things. You, you're already looking ahead mm-hmm. and you're already having an idea about you know, all, all sorts of ideas. Is there a bigger picture, a bigger dream? Are you going to be here for good in Taiwan? You think? Yeah, I think. Um, right. I think that as long as the, the situation is, is stable here in Taiwan, mm. uh, I tell my friends it's a it's a wonderful place, particularly Taipei, New Taipei City, to yeah. retire. Uh. <laughs> within within three hundred meters of where I live, my my dentist, dermatologist, <laughs> ophthalmologist, MRT station, library. Park yeah. eateries everywhere, yeah. uh, pharmacies. It's great. It's great. Yeah. And and then it's like an hour's drive yeah. to the ocean or to the mountains. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All this convenience. Yeah. Totally. What do you hope to accomplish? Let's say five well, years that's a good, from now. It's a good question. Ten years from now. How do you? Now. As, as the question is, is, is this relates a bit to research that I've done. What do you want to be? I want to be happy. Okay. I want to be creative. I don't that's have. I don't have better than really anything. materialistic uh, okay. desires. Okay. I don't have uh, I, the the, the financials as long as it can sustain my livelihood and, and contribute to my family. It's, it's a question, what do you want to become? I just want to be. Mm-hmm. And I want to be living as close as I can to happiness and creativity with the last breath of my life. I want that to be. Not that I have X, Y, Z possessions. Yeah. And I'm doing that now. <laughs> All right. And so if I can, can combine my sort of creativity with some livelihood and this is like a little it's like an income stream a small mm-hmm. income stream ideally i think with the lures in particular if if my friends have encouraged me to get a patent on these so i have a patent pending oh, on yeah. this okay. and also a licensing agreement mm-hmm. with a larger company okay and if with a licensing agreement that would secure provide some financial security yes but i can still be creative every day thank you so much david it's been really a lot of fun just talking to you yeah contaminate people with this happiness well thank that you for like listening a, a bad word to use contaminate but anyway well, yeah well, <laughs> it's a posi- uh, it's a positive, positive contagion. contagion okay yeah. right thank you david thank you 